I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a comedy podcast in which myself and Andy Barr Hello. have been cloning ourselves. That's bang on, Alexander. We have been cloning ourselves. We've cloned ourselves and those clones have been given 24 motherfucking hours in which to familiarise themselves with three things. And then we ask comedians to explain other things to them on the basis that those clones only understand three things. It's a simple fucking premise. Get on board. The three things in this episode are... Ocean oil spills. Surströming, the Swedish delicacy of rotten fish. And Krishnan, Guru Murthy. The Guru. Yep. The Guru Murthy. Mr. News. Mr. News. Um, Krishnan Guru Murthy, if you're not from the UK, is one of our most trusted news broadcasters. Yeah. Mr. Truth. The Truth Sir. Hmm. Who rides the line between authority and likability in a way mm. I've not seen since any. John Snow? Yeah, well, I always get the impression with John Snow that he's like off his meds or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a bit something not all there about John Snow. I've not really watched uh, television news for quite some time. I've seen it and, on mute. Andy doesn't trust the mainstream. No, no, no. I've, I've watched. I watched some alternative news sources online. Mm. Uh, and they tell you a lot of the things that you're not going to hear about on Channel 4. Certainly. Mostly pertaining to American politics and, uh, you know, the veracity of certain stories uh, circulated in the media about the numbers of children killed. <laughs> so I've not seen real news uh, for a while, um, other than on mute in, in Spoons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were once in central London, and uh, as a coincidence, um, Krishna Guru Murthy uh, happened to walk past us, and Andy sort of fell into a blind, frothing rage. Yeah. And was it give us give us the real numbers? You started shouting. I, 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 that's that was amongst the things that I was shouting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was sort of. Um, I don't want to sort of liken it to um, a, a kind of conditioning, but but mm. something about the sight of him was was almost like a sort of code code phrase or code vision. And I, I you know I was brandishing whatever was to hand. Yeah, which was uh, you, you'd pushed over several pensioners yeah. to get towards him. So yeah. it was it was one of their walking sticks. Yeah, that you were, you were, and it was, it was, it was busy. You were never going to get to him no. through, through that crowd. No. But you were, you were certainly. But know, I would, I would, for him. I would hope that um, he has at least been chastened, uh, mm. and and you know, thinks twice before spreading these MSM narratives again. Yeah. Well, I think you need to be careful about th- this sort of thing. And it's not like the time I threw a nail bomb at Kay Burley. Right, yeah. It's different. Is it? Yeah. I see. Because she's a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) And people need to know. Yeah. Well, Kristen Gurubarth is, you know, sort of by now, I would estimate, 70% baby's blood. 
How does that find its way into his system? Uh, infusions, right? In a clinic, a special clinic. On the, on Underneath the palace. <laughs> uh, if you go into a nursery, I think you'll find that they've got shoots. When some of the babies are mm. badly behaved, by the woke standards of today, they are <laughs> put into these shoots, and then the, 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 the shoots lead directly towards the mm. palace, and there's a sort of juicing facility. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Speaking of liquids... Do you believe what they told you about the Deepwater Horizon? <laughs> um, uh, one of the topics in this episode is ocean oil spills, yeah. which I would be hard-pushed for either of us to have any strong feelings about. Yeah, well, you know, my uncle worked for um for BP. Oh, does he? Yeah, in the controlled explosions department. <laughs> what do they do? They blow up sections of the rig. Right. To um, it's it's sort of it's artificial inflation of prices. He wouldn't he wouldn't be happy that I'm telling you this. Um, it's creating scarcity and artificial scarcity of oil. Um, and they do that through explosives rather than just dismantling things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's more fun. So you know you have the rig out yeah. there, and the, and then somebody has a little. Uh, one of the pioneering uh, f- fields was of of uh, sort of miniature submersibles mm. is getting them to do these these kind of jobs, because you can you know you can build a miniature submersible, but a miniature submersible loaded with a torpedo of the size and strength that you need to kind of really really fuck up this infrastructure. Yeah. Um, it's quite difficult to, to balance because a lot of the time when you you know you release the sub it just sinks right to the bottom because the torpedo is too heavy. Mm. Well, it's it's genuinely fascinating that um, you know he was taking part in this sort of creating scarcity and it took such in- ingenuity to make that happen. Yeah, unless you're lying, you're lying, Andy. No, Andy. No, I'm telling the truth. Oil companies have <laughs> miniature submersibles that go around sabotaging their own oil wells to drive up the price of Andy, oil. I'm gonna, and my uncle worked for that. I'm going to give you one more chance to tell the truth. No, my uncle Bob, he worked for... <laughs> he worked for B, Bob. B. Yep. Yeah. Bob yep. Petroleum. <clears throat> well, look, I know a lot of comedians have family connections that... Um, <laughs> But it's not polite to go into it on a podcast. She heard about Andy Burr. Yeah. His dad's Bob Petroleum. No, my uncle is Bob Petroleum. Uncle, yeah. And my dad is Roderick <laughs> Petroleum. <laughs> Your dad is the Colonel. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. As long as you're telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had uh, the other thing? Sestroming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had that? No, I've never eaten it. Right, okay. Oh, well, the guests on the episode today. <laughs> Dangerous food. So, surströming, mm. um, you legally, there's lots of places you legally can't open it. Right. Because it smells so bad. Like durians. You can't take a durian on a. What's a durian? It's a fruit that is big and fucking stinks like shit. So, would be very comparable. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't open them on planes. Mm. Um, most restaurants that even serve it, don't open it in the restaurant or the kitchen, right. they open it in a separate facility right. outside. I see. Um, if you're, like a hut? Yeah, if you're eating it at home, you're advised to open it underwater because wow. it sort of keeps all the juices in one place and okay. the stink doesn't quite get it in the same way. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's impossible to get off clothing. Is it? The juices, yeah. The juices. Um, and uh, have you ever eaten any dangerous foods? Uh... Have you ever eaten um, Bulldak Volcano Chicken Noodles? No. They're the sort of instant noodle that's um, in, a, in a black packet. Mm. And the um, sort of mascot is a chicken that's obviously had some of the noodles and it's yeah. on fire and it's kind of like... <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's clearly suffering. And... Um, yeah. Uh, and I, to be fair, I, I empathise... Because it is uh, fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there used to be a trend. So it's a particular kind of advertising, uh, I, I, 
where and this used to happen when I was a kid with lots of very sour sweets. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, blow your head off. Top, yeah, uh, uh, warheads. But the sort of illustration yeah. on the packaging of the product is how much you're going to hate yeah. the product. This is painful. Yeah, this is going to absolutely suck. Yeah, here's eight of them. <laughs> what um, trying to think of products that would be improved by that sort of taking that sort of tack with the advertising. Mm. The Stanner stair lift, maybe. <laughs> this is going to get you upstairs so fucking quick you get whiplash. Someone really like cradling their neck and their back. Yeah. 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 And, and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> On a stair lift. I've got crack lash. <laughs> and the less said about my pussy, the better. <laughs> There's Andy's catchphrase again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what XL bullies eat. Kids. (laughs) Okay. So put it on their packaging. Yeah, it's kids. It's it's basically kids. Some of the some of the some of the children that are tossed into the chute, Mm. the pipes the the chutes divert to the XL bully food factory. (laughs) So it's mainly Christian and Guru Murphy and XL bullies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean they siphon off all of the the blood for the uh, for the royals. Yes. But um but the the meat Mm. certainly goes to the bullies. And, uh, of course, the bones is where Burley comes in. Yep. Yeah, chomping away. <laughs> Get out of that precious marrow. The less said about it anyway. <laughs> Our two guests, <laughs> unbelievably, in this episode, are award-winning theatre maker Ben Tarche. And uh, I'm I'm assuming award-winning, award-nominated, uh, wonderful comedian Will Rowland. Absolutely fantastic. One half of Crizzards. Will is independently fantastic yep. and fantastic as part yeah. of Crizzards. Yeah. Uh, please um, follow Ben and Will on various forms of social media. Follow myself and Andy Hello. on various forms of social media. Follow the podcast. Give the podcast a five-star review wherever you are listening to it. Tell other people about the podcast. Please. Spread the good word. Send us an email. Awesome and money. And also, if you're listening to this either before or after Christmas, happy holidays. Ben Tarje and Will Rowland, thank you very much indeed for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. Thank you so much. Thank we you really do lot. appreciate it. It's just so lovely to be here. Yeah, we're just glad we can help. Great. We, we, we gratefully receive that help. Um, in the 24 hours that myself and Andy have been alive, uh, we've come to learn something of the following three things. Ocean oil spills. We know what they are. Uh, we are familiar with surströming, which is the Swedish delicacy of rotten fish. And we know who Krishnan Guru Murthy is. <laughs> These three things we understand. Uh, Bearing in mind that that is what we understand. um, Ben. Yeah. In one minute, could you please explain to us who Morrissey is? Mm. Your time starts now. Well, Morrissey, I guess, is like the ocean oil spill of indie music. What's indie music? Indie music is music made by people who aren't backed by large banks. If we, if we could just do it. <laughs> okay, two things. Uh, what's music? What's banks? Music is um, an expression of the human soul through melody. Uh, what's a human soul? A human soul is a concept. Right. An idea that uh, human beings are sort of a flesh vessel for something greater. Like Krishna Guru Murphy. Like Krishna Guru Murphy is okay. a great, great example of uh, a living, thriving human soul. Okay. And so it, so he's, a, he's a vessel for something greater than himself. He's a vessel for something greater than what you might think he is. Just. <laughs> what might we think he is? Just a guy who uses words to chat to people. <laughs> to chat to people. Yeah. But a soul is better than that. Oh, very much so. A how soul. is how is a soul better? Well, a soul is a. Uh, Thank is, you, Ben. Thanks, 
Thank you, Ben. Uh, in one minute, you've explained to us that uh, Morrissey, who is the uh, the oil spill of the music industry, and music is an expression of how actually Krishna and Guru Murphy is better than just talking to people. Yeah. And at some point later, I hope that we find out what banks are. Yes. Thank you for that, Ben. Will, in uh, one minute, could you please explain to us uh, who St. George is or was? The time, time starts now. now. St. George, mm. you know Christian Guru Murphy? Yep. yep. He's Chats a, to people. He's a man. Yep. Mm-hmm. St. George is also a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this does man... He, does he chat to people? He, yeah, and dragons. Well, okay. Dragons. Yeah. But he says, like, go away, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> to the dragons. What, what are dragons? Dragons is like, um, you know, fish, you know, Sir Strumming, which is the Swedish delicacy of rotten fish. And that's made of fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And fish has scales. Yeah. You know about that, do you? Uh, Yeah, we've seen them on some of the Sir Strumming. Right. Now, imagine the fish is walking around on land and really scary, so scary. Well, it smells very bad, so that would be scary if it was mobile. Yeah, dragons don't stink like fish. Um, what do they stink like? In two seconds. Dragons stink like oil spill. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well, wow. Andy, would you like to sum up what Will's explained to us there? Certainly. So um, St. George, like Christian Guru Murphy, is a, is a man, which is a vessel for a, for a, some, a soul of some kind, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and um, he is noted for his interaction with a, a dragon, which is something that uh, is like a... Like a rotten fish, but on, on legs and on land, and it stinks like an oil spill. That's my understanding so far. What I'm interested to know is is how Krishnan Gurumurthy would react to a dragon if he were to have to interact with one. If St. George was to say, go away... He'd inter- would, probably interview it. He'd have a chat to it. Yeah, yeah as part of a, a sort of journalism, journalistic okay. practice. Great. Thank but, you, Will. Okay, that's all, that's all handy information. Thank you so much. Um... That was a couple of people that we're interested to learn more about. Uh, we're also interested in places. We are aware that there are other places apart from this place. Um, ben, in two minutes, could you please explain to me? Could you please explain to us what London's glittering West End is? <laughs> Your time starts now. Well, have you heard of, uh, what's that stinky fish that you guys know about? Surströmming, the Swedish delicacy of rotten fish. Surströmming, you know when, when it's opened? Yes. It makes, mm. people vo- it makes people vomit. The smell is so Well, the smell, the smell is, is terrible, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well. I, I'm not entirely sure that I know what vomiting is. Yeah, what is vomiting? Vomiting is um, what happens when the body tries to reject the soul. Okay. But through liquid coming right. out of your mouth. So that the, the soul can take sort of a number of different kind of states of matter, is that? Yes. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Um, Liquid. Water. Why would a body reject its soul? Uh, in, if, it, if, it, if the body feels like... Does it realise that the soul is better than what the body is? No, it's more like uh, if the body feels like the brain is making bad decisions on behalf of the collective, it tries to <laughs> let the soul out so the soul might go into another body and have a better chance at fulfilling itself. You say the collective there. Yeah. The collective of the brain, the soul, and the body. Okay. What's a brain? A brain is, I guess, like the sort of uh, strategic motor of the body. It's the thing that propels the body around. Yeah. Based on chemicals, whims, and and desire. And is, is the soul, what I'm coming to understand from this is that the soul is basically a sort of prisoner of these other two... Um, I, objects, is, yeah. is that correct or is that a misunderstanding? No, I think that's right. I think the soul is basically like the third person in an improv troupe that doesn't get much stage time. What's and improv? Improv is like um, comedy, but... It's uh, like comedy. It's like comedy. It's comedy adjacent. Mm. It's, it's And in 10 seconds, what's the West End? It is the opposite of vomiting on a pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Your time is up. In two minutes, you've explained to us that London's glittering West End is the opposite of vomiting. And vomiting is when your 
body rejects your soul to protect its own interests. Yeah, that's right. So the opposite of that, your body accepts the soul and sits in a place and just enjoys life. And that's London's glittering that's West London's End. That's London's glittering wow. West End, baby. I hope that we can go there at some point. Thank you, Ben. And accept some souls. Um, <laughs> well, in two minutes, could you please explain to us where the Paris catacombs are or what they are? Your time starts now. The Paris catacombs are found in Paris. What's that? Yeah. It's a city in... Right. You know about Sweden? Uh, we, We're we, aware that it's somewhere that fish rots. Rot, yeah. Fish rots in Sweden. Mm. Sweden is a is a place, right? <laughs> right. And the, we it, accept that. Yeah. And so there's another place called Paris, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of. In what this, does fish do there? Fish is actually served up wonderfully in in a high class restaurant there. <laughs> fish has a much better quality of life in Paris. Fish is doing well when it's there. served up in a restaurant, yeah. like yeah. a better quality of death. Yes. Yeah. It's a more dignified way to go. Okay. What does dignified mean? Dignity. <laughs> well, dignified means having the property of dignity. Dig- and what's that? It's um, well, dignity is sort of like when you wear a tie at a okay. I've, I've football Chris match. Chris Murphy dignified quite a lot. Yes, you know about dignity. He de- he handles himself with dignity. Would he wear a tie at a football match? Yes, and he'd yes, and probably like nod a lot when the people score. Is is telling a, <laughs> is telling a dragon to go away undignified? That's not undignified. That's okay. a really dignified act because you're standing up for yourself. And um, so everyone in Paris is dignified. People are dignified. They wear ties and they eat fish. And oh yeah, the catacombs <laughs> are. So when the fish is dying, right. It would go in, um, so when um, fish is dying, but also humans are as well. Okay. Um, Two questions. Uh, what is dying? <laughs> dying is um, the, that's the end of the line, you know. That's the end of the line? That's the end of the line. Okay. What's at the start of the line? <laughs> well, coming out of, um, being born, being born. <laughs> Your time is up, Will. Thank you very much indeed get to the catacombs <laughs> well we've oh. learnt, we've learned something about the catacombs Andy would you like to tell us what we have learned about yeah. uh... by all means um, so we've we've come to understand a little bit about two places uh, Sweden and Paris in Sweden fish uh, has what I'm given to understand is an undignified death and that they are caused to rot whereas in Paris they're treated with dignity uh, and served up in in high class restaurants. As... Everyone in Paris is dignified because they wear ties and eat fish. Yep, and and <laughs> might... I, and I stand by that. And, and they might tell a dragon to go away if they were to see it, which is a a good example of sort of standing your ground in a dignified, dignified way. Act. And and at the end of the line is the catacombs. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't establish which line. Thank you, Will. At the start of it is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> We are um, fascinated with one particular area of humanity, uh, which is the world of art Mm. and the the world of creativity. Ben, in three minutes, could you please explain to us (laughs) what happens in the film Any Given Sunday? Your three minutes start now. Any Given Sunday? Mm. Do you know what a film is? No. Not really. A film is a, is, a, is a story about human beings. A story about human beings. That hu- other human beings watch to understand themselves better. Mm-hmm. And in this film, Any Given Sunday, a character like Krishna Guru Murphy. Like Krishna Guru like, Murphy. Used to be dignified, no longer dignified, tries to regain his dignity by encouraging young and some old men to carry a ball... Over a long distance. And how did this Christian figure lose his dignity? Um, Take his tie off? Or? He, yeah, he took his tie off because he got hooked on alcohol, which is a great way to make yourself vomit if you, get a, if you have too much of it. You lose your soul by yeah. drinking alcohol? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Um, so uh, <laughs> he, spends, he spends the time during this film trying to sort of 
break that habit mm. and um he does it uh to such great effect that other people love him right what's a ball a ball <laughs> a ball is a, is a, is an inflated object which you can uh project uh your own idea of manliness onto and I, i've got i've got uh, this is great because i've got so many questions yeah. um uh, uh, <laughs> what what's manliness Manliness is a is a concept for how um, a certain uh, type of person can live. Right. Mm -hmm. If if all of these different um, men are uh, taking this ball somewhere, do they all have to project the same idea of manliness onto it, or that can they be projecting different things? They can be projecting different things, but they need to choose one common thing, and the common thing tends to be: if I carry this ball a long way, yes, I am better. Okay. And that's enough for most people. Where are they carrying it to? They're carrying it um, in end in of sort of line. relatively <laughs> wiggly lines to the end of the line. Okay, so we know what happens at the end of the line. So at the beginning of the line, there's lots of men projecting different ideas of what masculinity is onto a ball. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the line, there's dead fish. At the end of the line, there's there's a common idea that that binds them together because they've managed to somehow negotiate between them dead fish dead fish is the sort of thing that you can you can receive at the end and you said that this guru murphy figure um rejected alcohol so much that people loved him for it um well yeah it's been a, <laughs> it's been a long time since i saw that film okay does he put his tie back on at the end i think so he does a lot of shouting a lot of shouting, a lot of hanging out with um, lovers w far too young for him. Well, we don't have time to get into that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. In uh, three minutes, you've explained to us that Any Given Sunday is a film about a man who is beloved for no longer losing his soul, um, who helps uh, a group of men of varying ages uh, get from one end of a line to another, and uh, he has uh, lovers that are too young. Will, in three minutes, could you please describe to us the work of art, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, an 80th birthday portrait by Rolf Harris. You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. Right. Now, mm. what do you know about Rolf Harris? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. This guy's... He's... <laughs> he's, um, he's an old guy okay. from Australia. What's that? Australia, sort of opposite of Sweden. Fish, very fresh, live, and smell great. Right, you don't know anything else about Sweden. Well, no. Sweden's very um, c quite cold. Where Australia's hot, and okay. Um, okay. it's full of uh, full of little men like Rolf Harris <laughs> playing didgeridoos. I What's a didgeridoo? Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned didgeridoos. It's not even necessary <laughs> for the explanation. They? Well, it's. Um, it's a long stick that makes fantastic. Is it, is it, is it, would you describe it as a line? Um, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's but a physical line. A, a, okay. stick, a stick is a real line, a physical line. It's not a metaphor. It's like, and you can play on it. You can. So the line that we understand at the moment is is not a real line. That's a metaphorical line. Yeah, people aren't actually travelling down a line. What are they? The people are just, th they're traveling through time, I suppose. What's that? Well, time, time is like, um, if, it, if, um, if experience are the croutons, time is the soup. You know, if things, <laughs> everything sort of sits in time. Two, two uh, terms uh, I'm going to need. Okay. Uh, let yeah. me, here. If fish, but it's a fish soup. You know about fish. Right. It's awful, stinky. Yeah. No, all sometimes very nice. Had sometimes. a dignified... Fancy. Death or yeah, they dignified or undignified fish. Um, they've very dig oh, it's to do dignified to be part of time. It's that's all <laughs> we have really. Um, so to exist outside outside of time is also to have no dignity. Oh, it's very undignified to exist out of time. You're not really taking part. You're kind of it's a bit like sarcastic, isn't it? And if what are croutons? <laughs> croutons, uh, they're delicious, um, hard boxes of okay. flavour. <laughs> Delicious hard boxes of flavour. Yeah, in a soup which is something to do with fish. Yeah, well, it was, uh, uh, wet fish, big wet fish. 
wet, right? Small, but <laughs> small. <laughs> turning the fish really small and how? Um, hot. I guess heating hot makes things makes things small and wet. Hot makes things fall apart, which kind of makes things small. So in Australia, which is hot in comparison to Sweden, yes. things get smaller and fall apart. Um, well, so that's why the men down there are so little. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. You've you've got it. And in 13 seconds, Her Majesty oh. Queen Elizabeth II and their 80th birthday portrait. Right, it's 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 an old woman um, <laughs> sitting down, and she's gone now. She's at the end of the line. She's small, she's dry, <laughs> she's wet. What's going on? She's not wet. She's Your time dry. is up, Will. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Brilliant. I think we got a lot from there. Yeah, uh, Rolf Harris is a <laughs> is a small, dry man who's falling apart from a place called Australia, and he um, did a picture, I think, of a, 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 a dry and old lady who no longer who's reached the end of her line, really, <laughs> and soup. Uh, I think soup was used as a, a way of describing Australia. Mm. Um, yeah, but Australia's dry and soup is wet. I can't actually remember why. And it's undignified to exist out of time. Yeah, we learnt that as well. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, we are aware that things have happened before now. Uh, so in um, two minutes, Ben, I would like you to explain to us what happened on the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Time starts now. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre uh, happened in a place called Chicago. Which is like Sweden because it's cold, okay, and it's a bit wet. Right. Actually, it's quite a lot wet. Are there yeah. any Rolf Harris's knocking around? There are a lot of Rolf Harris's in Chicago because of something called the Catholic Church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these dry, crusty men sort of own the city. But but if they're somewhere which is cold and wet, does that not make them larger and less crusty? <laughs> it can. It can. And the thing about these men is they, they want to stay dry and small. So they build themselves large houses and stay in them most of the time. And also they wear clothes that are sort of like very long right. all the way to the floor to okay. keep their ankles so dry. To change their environment so they can maintain mm. temperature 
Yeah, very much so. You got it. Okay. And, that's, think, and, yeah. and that's the Catholic Church. And that's okay. the Catholic Church. It's a load, it's a load of rolls. And they they trying to keep dry. They sort of have a a, 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 pal- a paramilitary wing known as the Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> paramilitary. Yeah. Paramilitary. Briefly, briefly what's what's um, uh, in a sentence, if you could, in a sentence. In a, in a sentence, uh, 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 violence on a freelancer's wage. <laughs> and very quickly, what's violence? Violence is uh, hurting people for okay. fun or money. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, St. Valentine's Day uh, is a day where people try to tell themselves that they are loved by tr- trying to find someone else who's willing to say it for them to their face. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you'd like to really quickly tie together everything we've learned about the Catholic Church, Catholic Church, the Mafia, and Valentine's Day. Some violent people murdered each other on a day that is known for love, for money. Your time wow. is up, Ben. Thank you Thank very you much so indeed. Much. That, was, that was rather impressive, I think, the way that that closed together. Um, what I believe we've learned there is that the, uh, what happened on the St. Valentine's Day massacre is that um, a bunch of uh, Rolf Harris's in Chicago working on a freelance basis um, killed someone or some people uh, on a day uh, where people are looking to be told that they are loved. Yeah. Uh, they uh, instead got violence. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. A real reversal of expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what you would expect on Valentine's no. Day. Well, not not now that I know what it is. Anyway, um, <laughs> Will, in two minutes, could you please explain to us uh, the invention of agriculture? Your time starts now. Right, agriculture is a way of um, always having a fish. <laughs> right, you don't need to wait for one to come along. Dignified or undignified. Uh, does uh, is agriculture is is uh, dig, yes dignified right. very okay. dignified Good. yeah a dignified fish yes. whenever you liked popping out the ground <laughs> but it would be a carrot or something <laughs> and it was invented it wouldn't always exist people had to work it out at first they were just um, running around looking for berries <laughs> and bison and things and then they worked it out they said they, couple of, a couple of questions yeah. right how how do fish jump out the ground. Well, if, if what I'm talking when I say when I'm talking about agriculture, you've got to think it's not it's um, it's not a fish. It's okay. It's, it's a, but it's similar to a fish. But it would be what, it, what like, properties does it share with a fish? You can eat it. Right. It is. I'm. It is long. Okay. It is long and thin. <laughs> okay. Would you describe it as a line or a stick? Um, it's it's or a, a stick because it's real and lines right. are made right. up. Yeah. Understood. Um, so, so it's like a. It's, it's, I'm thinking of carrots, right? A carrot right. is like a nutritional stick. Okay, you can eat. It sustains you, right? Um, and you, but you have to tell it what to do, right? You have to tell a carrot what to do. Agriculture is telling carrots what to do. Okay, having them at your beck and call, <laughs> mastering the land, dominating the doming the land. So, so if agriculture. <laughs> Agriculture is the state of having ordered carrots. What happened? What happened with carrots before they were told what to do? What was their sort of base state? They were wild. They were running free. They were, they were not they in a line. Run. They weren't. They weren't in an army. Um, we haven't mentioned armies actually. Well, no, we <laughs> weren't like we mentioned para- the paramilitary. But like they weren't playing sports. Your sport time is together. up, Will. Thank oh, you very much. <laughs> Untamed landfish. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up what we've yep. learned there about yep, uh, the invention of agriculture? So what happened uh, around the invention of agriculture was there came a time when people got tired of having sporadic fish and they decided to call carrots to order. That's what I understand. That's what I've got. Thank you, Will. We appreciate that. Thanks. There are so many different things to learn about. So many. So we're going to put a, a few more to you. Um, ben, in uh, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what a koala is? Your time starts now. A koala is a mammal mm-hmm. that spreads chlamydia through the jungles of Australia, which Will was talking about early, one of the driest places on Earth, right. which, to be honest, 
is probably the right sort of environment to spread a sexually transmitted infection. Okay, we have yeah. so many questions many. on the basis of what you just said, but that's good. Um, uh, what's a mammal? A mammal is a is 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 a type of creature. Like Christian Guru Murphy. Christian oh. Guru Murphy is very much a mammal. He's an excellent mammal. He's right. dignified. Would a, di- you say? a dignified mammal mm-hmm. that okay. wears ties. And as far as I know, doesn't spread chlamydia. Is a fish a mammal? A fish is not a mammal. Okay. What separates them? Um, What separates them? A a fish lays eggs and a human lays childs. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to retract that statement. (laughs) It's slightly euphemistic. How would you you lay a child, Ben? Well... If, yeah, <laughs> I'd ask. I would not ask. I would not want to lay a child ever, ever. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a 180. One eighty is turning around and and trying to salvage a situation. Okay. Um, uh, What's chlamydia? You've got thirty seconds. Uh, uh, so so when you try to make children as mm-hmm. humans, um, sometimes you pass each other colds like viruses, but sh- exclusively for the genitals. We, we don't know what a cold is. What's a cold? A cold is... A um, cold. We know what cold is. Yeah. yeah. Well, a cold? A cold, uh, cold, Yes. but in your body. So you don't feel good. You feel the wrong temperature. You, do, you feel the opposite to Rolf yeah. Harris, who's very, f- very dry and warm. So. Very much so. So, so, feeling, so feeling good is feeling like Rolf Harris. Your time is up, yeah. Ben. <laughs> in two minutes, you've explained to us that uh, a, a koala... Uh, is a um, is uh, something that lays child th- that is trying to spread chlamydia in Australia. Yeah, and chlamydia is, I think, a sort of cold that you get. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thanks so much, um, w- Will. In uh, in two minutes, could you explain to us what a baby's cot mobile? is your two minutes start now right so when we were talking about laying children <laughs> so a baby is the child is the child is uh, is the beginning of the line of a child when we were talking is about it a real line or is it an imaginary line imaginary line when we were talking okay. about the other end is 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 death yeah. The be- at the beginning end, um, right. or the beginning, as people call it, yeah. <laughs> is is baby. Okay. A baby. Now, a baby lives in mm-hmm. a cot. Right. Or can do. Right. If it's lucky. But if it's unlucky, um, it would just be what, walking down the street. I imagine a okay. cot is a cot is a structure. Yes. For um, uh, that houses a baby. It's a bed. It's a bed for a baby. Right. And what's a bed? Bed is um, uh, so all mammals need to sleep. Right. And what is that? It is a period of um, nothingness. Right. Like death, but you come back. Right. Okay. So all mammals need to die for a bit. Die for a bit every night. Gets recharges you. Right. Ready to go again. And do you day. come back at the start of the line? You come back a little bit later down the line than you <coughs> stopped. Off. Right. So closer to death. Yeah, a little bit closer to death every day. And what's a mobile? Yeah. A mobile. Oh right, I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's um, that's something. Well, well, like it's like a dragon. It's like a dragon. Um, what? It flies around. <laughs> right. Does the baby? Is the how would the baby react to the mobile? Would they tell it to go away, or would they interview it? Or <laughs> third, third reaction? They would they would play with it, just like we were talking about playing with um, a ball earlier. They'd project masculinity onto it. Uh, Your time is up, Will. Thank you very wow. much. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up what we've learnt there about a baby's cot mobile? So, at some point uh, on a on a baby's journey down the line from birth as a baby to mm. death as something later, um, it needs to the baby needs to come off the line for a little while in order to recharge itself. And when it does this, it goes into a cot, and above that cot, there's a dragon which it projects its conception of masculinity onto. 
We're interested in human beings and we're interested in human behavior. So we'd like to know more about the things that humans do. Uh, ben, in two minutes, could you please explain to could you please explain to us, bearing in mind what we've learned so far, what I would be doing were I to eat a Carolina Reaper pepper to impress the lads? You've got two minutes and your time starts now. Well, do you remember when Will graciously explained what agriculture was? Yes. Uh, yes. It's when you the taming, tell a carrot what to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are different types of carrot. Okay. And this particular type of carrot, the Carolina Reaper pepper, yes. makes your face burn. Right. And, um, Does that make it sort of... Sweaty. Dry. Dry, but also sweaty. It's like an in-between state. It's okay. a bizarre place. So you it's sort of betwixt Rolf and not Rolf. Yeah, it's what we like to call a sheen of chemicals. A sheen of... So so it's a kind of carrot that gives you a sheen of chemicals. That's right. And it's hot? It's incredibly hot. It's pro- probably the hottest thing you can put in your body other than molten steel. On a scale between Sweden and Rolf Harris, how hot is this carrot? This is... This, this carrot is hotter than Rolf Harris. This <laughs> carrot is like one mil times Rolf Harris. Okay. And mm. if you put it in your mouth to impress the lads, yes. um, you would you would definitely do that. Who are the lads? The lads are sort of a collection of people who have failed to project their masculinity onto a ball. Okay. okay. Um, so they try to project it onto every situation in their life, like waiting at the bus stop or inside a public house where you can get alcohol and how do they how do they project this uh usually through um excretions of bodily fluid in inappropriate situations and loud noises could you give us an example of what what's what's Um, can you give us an appropriate situation to secrete a bodily fluid and the inappropriate version of that uh, and could you also if dignity and a lack of dignity is applicable to those situations appropriate situation is dignified in private, on your own, or okay, with a tie on, with a consent, <laughs> <laughs> with a tie on. Yeah, nothing else. Your time okay. is up, Ben. Thank thanks, you very much. Thanks so much. Um, uh, so, uh, what we've learnt there about uh, what I would be doing were I to eat a Carolina pepper, a Carolina Reaper pepper to impress the lads, um, is uh, I would be doing something for the benefit of people who uh, don't secrete bodily fluids on their own wearing just a tie they presumably do it in company without a tie without a tie (laughs) thank you Ben thank you so much Um, Will in two minutes could you explain to us uh, what we would be doing if we were to start a bonfire your time starts starts now now. right so you'd be getting a stick and making it hot okay and then you would... Um, would, you, would you give it a pepper? You can't just give it a pepper. You need... You, Why not? That's, that's not really hot. That's, that's a metaphorical hot. So that's the same... Ben said it was hot. Ben lied to you, and I'm sorry to have to break <laughs> oh. that. People lie. That's one of the things you clones these Why? Two. Um, <laughs> to 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 be one of the lads, I guess to ah. to to, um, to secrete bodily fluids without a tie. To um to to I I don't listen. I don't know why Ben lied, I, <laughs> but he did, and I'm just like <laughs> we, we, sorry. We, 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 we accept that. So, how would you make a stick hot? I would make a stick hot. Right, first you need to harness the power of the sun. Right, the sun <laughs> how. <laughs> Through and a magnifying glass <laughs> or a mirror, which is... Um, What's the sun? Right, the sun. You know you're these fish you love? What they <laughs> Sir Strumming. Skilling duns or <laughs> Sir Strumming. Sir Strumming, the Swedish delicacy of rotten fish. You know they get rotten because they're left out in the sun. Oh. Did you know that? Or Well, I'm telling you. How does that work? Um, they, the sun sort of um, makes the fish become old. Does it make them hot and flaky like Rolf Harris? That's exactly right. So it's a sort of um, rolfening t- to call yes. it, to, to, to create a word. So you the roll, whole of Australia. You rolf on a stick and then that's a bonfire. <laughs> yeah. Australia is a rolfened place. <laughs> the stick is, is rolfened in the manner of Australia by the sun. 
it becomes hot, but really hot, mm. not a metaphor. And then you can uh, roast a marshmallow on it. And what's a marshmallow? Uh, marshmallow is like a fish. Time's up. Thank you very much. Indeed. Well, that was. I felt that was very um, descriptive, Andy. Would you yeah, like I think to... we got to the nub of something there. And what um, would, would you like to explain the nub? Uh, yeah, so the, as far as I understand it, the nub is that the sun is crucial to the process of rolfening something. <laughs> if you uh, were to, you know, rolfen a, a fish, that makes it so streaming. If you were to rolfen a stick, a real stick, not a metaphorical stick, that is making a bonfire. And once you've done that, you can then roast a marshmallow. Thank you, Will. Thanks. Marshmallow is a type of fish. Yeah. Myself and Andy have use of language, but not a full understanding of it and how it's used. Um, so we'd like you to explain some phrases to us. Ben, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what I would mean if I were to say, revenge is a dish best served cold? Your two minutes start now. Well, I want to begin with an apology. <laughs> I'm sorry for lying to you guys. That's okay. Um, I panicked. Lying is a great way to deal with uh, panic in the moment, but mm-hmm. then it's something that you regret immediately afterwards. Is it, is it an undignified way to it's, deal with panic? It's, it, it is often an undignified way to deal with panic. So you wouldn't um, wear a tie when you lied? Well, you can. In fact, a lot of people who wear ties lie. This is the this is, is Krishna Guru Murphy a liar? He's he's been accused of it by um, who? Well, uh, people who want their way <laughs> instead of his. Okay, what would you describe as his way? Yeah. His way <laughs> is uh, trying to whittle words down into a fundamental truth. So their way is in opposition to that? Yeah, mm. their way is... They want uh, more uh, words. Obscuring, obscuring truth with too many words. Right, okay. Yeah. And where do you think... Which is the better of the two, imposing Krishnan's will on words or manufacturing more words for her? It depends what you want. The f- the first is a great way to, to find uh, some sense of meaning in life, and the second is a great way to entertain yourself okay. And, okay. and make money. So you lied because it's entertaining and you want money. That's right. I'm here Bad for money. luck. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's revenge? Well, revenge is the idea that uh, um, uh, violent uh, revenge is is the idea that you can make something equal by causing harm. Uh, So, when the Catholic Church uses paramilitaries, are they are they trying to create create some kind of equality in a situation? They're trying to they're trying to create inequality. They're trying to take away from people. So revenge towards the Catholic Church would be to try and take their power away from them. And how would you do that? Don't go to church. Thanks. The time is up. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. Uh, What we've learned about uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Um, uh, Some people don't like Christian Guru Murthy. And that's because he's very clear. They would have it that things are less clear. Yep. Because that's more entertaining and you can make money out of that. Yeah, an absence of clarity is a money-making. These people are associated with the paramilitary wing of the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> and the way to stop them is to not go to church. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I feel like I'm and nobody likes hot. <laughs> nobody likes hot revenge. <laughs> um, well, in two minutes, could you please... Uh, Tell us what what would be meant if we were to describe someone as having no riz. Your two minutes start now. Right. Well, riz is short for charisma. What's that? Charisma is um, being so. It's it's sort of being a engaging personality, and people like you a lot. Would you describe Krishna Guru Murthy as such a personality? I would say Christian Guru Murphy has maybe seven out of ten riz. Okay. <laughs> could, could you give us an example of, of, of somebody who has no riz and somebody who has absolute riz? <laughs> okay, who's rizzed up to the max? I don't know. Uh, well, Where would you place Rolf Harris on the scale of riz? Probably um, ten out of ten riz. <laughs> right. He's really rizzed his way to the top. Because... 
you can also you can tell. I'll give you a trick. If you can tell if someone's okay. high res, yes. if they have a lot of power, right. but they they don't look that great. Because <laughs> he's actually he's sort of old and wrinkly, but he has um, a tremendous amount of um, sway. And he plays the he, what sway? Sway is influence. It's it's related to res. Uh, In the charisma. same way, it influences that when you tell a carrot what to do. Um, yes, yes. A charismatic farmer would be, <laughs> would be the farmer would have more carrots. Or think of. Do you think Riz originated around the same time as agriculture, or do they exist yeah, separately? Um, yes, they originated. It was probably the same. Probably the same guy. Uh, so if Rolf, Rolf Harris is the kind of maximum Riz charismatic farmer, who's an uncharismatic? Opposite of a farmer, someone who just lets carrots do what they want. Yeah, a kind of uh, a drifter figure, um, mm-hmm. a kind of uh, maybe the wi- the wind. It would be <laughs> low riz. The, the, the wind w- has no riz. The wind's not really rizzed up because it's just sort of <laughs> blustering around. You know, you don't can't really doesn't really chat to it. Thank Thanks. you, Will. <laughs> Thank you very much, Andy. Would you like to sum up uh, what we've learnt there? Um, it's. So uh, charisma or riz is something which enables uh, people to have influence whilst looking bad. <laughs> and the wind has none because you because you can't, you can't look see it. at it. Yeah. Thank you, Will. I'm interested that you had your head in your hands for a lot of Andy's recap. <laughs> well, I I don't listen. Um, I stand by everything I said. Good. Thank you. Good. Thank you're you not, very much. You're not a liar. It's all been ben. very... <laughs> but I want, I, Ben made a great apology, and I just want to thank him for that as well. Thank okay. you, Ben. I appreciate that backing. Thank you. Andy. Yeah. After everything that we've learned, who do you think has provided the best explanations for us? Um... Well, I, th- I think that cr- crucial to our understanding of of everything here is is um, was was Will's uh, uh, description of the journey from birth to death, mm-hmm. uh, and also that that and the difference between metaphor and reality. So, I think with that in mind, I'm going to have to say that it was Will. Uh, well, I appreciate what you've articulated there. Mm-hmm. Um, ben lied. Uh, which is entertaining and might make us money. Okay, yep, Ben. <laughs> uh, so we say that Ben Tarje has provided the most satisfactory explanations. Um, so um, I'd like I'd like to share this with Will because oh. he kind of called the lying out, which gave me a platform to stand on, and then also accepted my apology, which is real riz of him. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'd like to distance myself from Ben. Right. Uh, once a liar, always a liar. Um, Even though he said how much riz you've got. Thank you, Ben, for that, but I'm sorry. It feels like (laughs) a real negative riz situation. He's just compared you to Rolf Harris. Surely that's a compliment. I can feel my riz going down as I say (laughs) say this. Now, I stand with Ben and... um, (laughs) Listen, we want to take you guys out for... um, Let's all go eat some hot chilli peppers together. Yeah, in London's glittering West End. And lose our souls. That'd be nice. Um, Will Rowland, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And Ben Tarje, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. End of the line. Oh, my God. This is worse than the St. Jesus Christ. Massacre. You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.